da 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 You sound insane. Do you realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Hello, internet. Hello, world. Hello, everyone. We're back for another week on Mad About Movie Pass. I mean, uh, Mad About Movies. Uh, it's Mad About Movies with Kent, Brian, and Richard. All three of us back at the helm this week. And uh, this week we're saying goodbye to the summer movie season. And we're saying hello to Oscar season. Because the Meg will for sure yeah. be a best picture. Hell right? yeah. Heck yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they're adding a new category. This is clearly going to win Best Picture regardless. Yeah, why don't they just do Best Picture and then Best Shark Movie? <laughs> okay. All right. I'm interested. Go on. Go on. And that encourages at least five shark movies a year, yeah. and I'm in. Yeah. So far, easily Best Shark Movie of 2018. So far. <laughs> lot, so far. Of, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what left. December offers. Yeah. A lot yeah. of shark movies come out in December. They do. Usually. Yeah. Adam McKay has that Dick Cheney movie. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. The Kawhi Leonard movie's coming out later this year. That'll be interesting. <laughs> so. Wow. <laughs> well, um, this was a much-anticipated movie, The Meg, and uh, we will definitely get all of The Meg conversation in tonight, for sure, uh, in our Movie of the Week segment, a little bit later. But, man, it's been a couple weeks since we've been live here. Yeah, we took a week off. We haven't done that in a couple years. We have never done right. that, actually. Not in a couple have years. Have we never we've done never, that? Never in the history of the show. So, I think, we, I think we did in... The very beginning of the show, like April of 2013, I think I think we took one week off, probably eight episodes into the show or something. Well, that's that that's the count. last time. So yeah. five years. Yeah, there was, there were six people years. listening. So yeah, you're so any of you that want to send us gripey emails, we're sorry we took <laughs> nine days off or whatever. And by the way, glorious. It was so good. Yeah. Not talking to you guys. Loved yeah, it. I loved it. I love not talking to you guys. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. I did a few other podcasts on the. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, they were all under the Infowars banner, so mm, they've been banned yeah. from most tough, platforms. Tough times, tough times. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to find distributors right now. Yeah, it is tough, but my nine eleven truth. Yeah, won't be like you're not gonna tell no one about not, the flat Earth. You know, like right. your voice is gonna be heard somehow. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'll figure out a way. If it's Tumblr, it's Tumblr. That's my whole point of view. My gosh. Well. Um, yeah, man, it, it did feel good to take a little break, but, um, main reason for that was number one movie of the week last week, box office was mission impossible fallout again. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well so that was the reason for that. Uh, there are some movies that are out currently. We know, uh, eighth grade as well as black Klansmen, which are out right now that we'll probably get to maybe in the next month yeah. or so. We but, will. um, yeah, it felt good to get a little summer vacation and from the show. Uh, yeah. But the show continued in the VIP because mm. the party never stops in the Mad About Movies VIP, does it? It doesn't. Bounce, never. Bounce, the ignition bounce, is bounce, seriously bounce, bounce, still on repeat right now. Ignition remix, by the way. And it's kind of <laughs> offensive at this point with all the stuff going on in the news. <laughs> yeah, it is. So we can see, yeah, you we've doubled it's, down. It's, we did. It's we signed a contract for a year of ignition. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Um, <laughs> but we won. <laughs> We want to uh, say shout out to those people uh, that are joining us over on the Patreon feed, the VIP feed, madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP, if you'd like to sign up. Um, mm-hmm. Brian has uh, some specific shout outs to give Yeah, yeah. Uh, to those people. Yeah, if you join our VIP club, one of the perks that you get is you get your name shouted out on the uh, on the air, as we like to say here. Shout it, business. shout it. You actually get uh, Twisted Sister to sing it too. No, who? What band was that? Sorry. Uh, gosh, I can't remember. But Shut they were. No, it's Kiss. That's Kiss. They paid us. Yeah. Well, now it's worse. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Here's so. Uh, so, big thanks to uh, these ten lovely people who are now ten of my closest friends. I think mm. is like how I like to put it. All our closest friends, I should say, mm-hmm. except for Richards. Uh, yeah, so sh- yeah. big shouts I think to less uh, of them now. <laughs> yeah, big shouts to Brian Sellers, to Caleb Simmons, mm. to Ryan Woods. Terrible Emily first name, Anderson. terrible last name on the first two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, great yeah. last name on the third. Not a big yeah. fan of the Woods. <laughs> yeah. Love no, Tiger Woods. Just in general. I, well, exactly. That's I'm torn on it because I don't care Make for it. the Woods, but Make I love Tiger. 
Yeah, making a comeback. Uh, Emily Andrews, Julian Casola. I think Julian is the one, Richard, who mm. lives in the woods. Like he's a he's a mm. hiker by trade. That so. is awesome. I Your like shout out. I'm fine with hiking, but I like to be above the woods when I do it. I like to look down at woods. Yeah, literally I, and figuratively. I don't think he is. I think he's like deep in the woods. So. Just, you know, you guys might want to fight later. Whatever, whatever. It's fine. We'll figure it out. Uh, Rye Addis, Andrew Kane, Randall Kassler, Ryan Hamstra, and Kent Rhodes, who is an actual real-life friend of mine. So shout-out to, uh, shout to Kent. It's Brian, a double shout-out to Kent. You're friends with guys named Kent? I know. It's Gosh, weird. I know, too. I, I cannot sympathize with that at all. I have, I have to differentiate you guys in my phone. It's weird. Brian, you did a great job pronouncing those names. I just want to point that out. <laughs> it's really woods, easy when they're so all hard. very white names, so I appreciate that. <laughs> it's much easier for me to say that. Was, uh, I am no, that was the best time you've ever done it, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you, were, you, were, you gave a long speech on that at your rally last week. <laughs> you were all about it. Going very all right with this uh, episode, apparently. But uh, no. Uh, I'm going to uh, shout them out by going over a little poll that we had over on the Ooh. VIP. Um, I like took a it. little poll over there for our patrons. They were able to vote on this, and uh, I wanted to discuss it on the main feed over here. So we're saying goodbye to the summer movie season, and we're starting kind of the second half of the year release-wise. So I wanted to take a poll and ask our patrons, VIPs, what their favorite movie of the year so far was. Oh, nice. And uh, so I listed, let's see here, I listed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven movies specifically, and then I had an eighth choice of other. And then we had a bunch of write-in votes, which I'll get to. But um, So the choices I gave them uh, were A Quiet Place, Mission Impossible Fallout, Black Panther, Isle of Dogs, Hereditary, Avengers Infinity War, and Ready Player One. And then other, obviously. <laughs> um, so this is how the voting went. We had 103 people or VIPs vote. Thank you to those who did. And uh, what would you guys say, if you were to guess, what would you say was the number one, two, and three movies hmm. of the year among among the VIPs? In no particular order, I'd go uh, Mission Impossible, Quiet Place, Black Panther. That's my guess. Okay. The actual retail price is... <laughs> Uh, we have 20 votes for A Quiet Place uh, as number one. Mm-hmm. 18 nice. votes for Mission Impossible Fallout as mm. number two. 18 votes for Other as number oh. three. And then um, the last two is Avengers Infinity War with 14 and Black Panther with 11. So you were mm. almost, you were pretty close, uh, Brian, with the Marvel yeah. Black Panther. Can I still guess? <laughs> no okay cool yeah go ahead because he definitely wasn't listening to you so no, I, yeah, no. sorry i thought i thought i asked um so number two actually being other yeah and, that's interesting um, a lot of mute fans i guess probably maybe right. tag is my guess <laughs> um i want to go over some of the ones that people wrote in some of the comments so dimitri says his favorite narrative movie of the year has been Hearts Beat Loud. And oh, man. I want to see that so bad. You still haven't gone it's to good. that, Brian? No. Yeah, it's Brian. Never here. It's like, if it's more than 20 miles away, that's a tough <laughs> I get one it. for No, for I get BG. it, dude. I, he, I, I told, I've told you a million times you did just move into my guest room. You <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I can't imagine how quickly you and Sarah would hate us. Like, oh, my God, where are they going to leave? Dude, you're absolutely wrong. <laughs> the actual question is how quickly would Lindsay and Sarah and Coop hate us? <laughs> On Great, our point. Great point. Thirtieth night in a row talking about Dirk. <laughs> yeah. And writing MacGruber two. Might actually drive Lindsay to drink, honestly. Kent, did I tell you my great idea for MacGruber two? I told Brian, I don't think I told you. Let me guess it. Okay. MacGruber is a firefighter. Mm, I like it. Oh. No. Nope. <laughs> I'm just going to add go. that to the You're, story collection real fast. I'm going to give it to you. I'm just going to say three words. I'm not going to elaborate. I'm going to say it to you, and I'm going to just let the listener Google it. And if they haven't seen the image, they're just going <laughs> to watch the sketch. All right, Kent, are you ready? Yeah. Anthony Peter Coleman. 
That's all you need to know. You Google Anthony Peter Coleman, you'll see my plot from MacGruber 2. <laughs> There's no way this doesn't work, honestly. It's a great <laughs> idea. Well, have fun with that, listener. Um, yeah. I um, added it to my MacGruber sequel uh, <laughs> like newsletter and also my binder full of ideas. Yeah. And I just <laughs> went off. <laughs> I'm going... Um... Along with Dimitri and saying that Hearts Beat Loud is worth checking out. Brian, I Super think excited. I think it's the most Brian Gill movie I've seen this year, so I'm surprised you have not seen it. Yeah, um, yeah. But you will. You will. He also says, Dimitri, that his overall write-in favorite was Won't You Be My Neighbor, the Mr. Rogers mm. documentary. I did not include documentaries on this on purpose because there have been a lot of great documentaries this year. There are a lot other years, and if I was – Ranking my best movies of the year, I bet most years it would be eight documentaries and two movies. <laughs> you know, like sure. that's just there's just a lot of good ones. So a um, little different criteria, but yeah, once you be my neighbor, getting good reviews. Yeah, uh, Gosh, TJ, I missed that one too. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet, but um, I do plan on that one for sure. TJ, I only watched the Lamb Chop. Uh, <laughs> it's really really violent it's, it's like really it's jarring, super right? violent yeah yeah it was weird they hush puppy let robert rodriguez direct i didn't know strange choice hush puppy was such a neo-nazi <laughs> and i did not see that coming. it was it was like american history x like yeah with... it was rough i did not see that turn coming and i gotta admit that kind of ruined the whole movie for me <laughs> This is the song that never ends. Um, TJ, our lovely VIP, <laughs> says, um, may not be the best, but his favorite was Ready Player One. So that's a good sure. one as, as far as just like fun times at the movies. Uh, ben Jones says his favorite was Eighth Grade, which I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was his favorite. Brian, you that one yet? Kinto? Can't have you seen No, that? I have not. No. I so plan on it. back in town, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Um. We have three write-in votes from Mason, Amy, and Jessica. Mm, Mason the Edge? Yes, Mason, Mason the, the Edge. Edge. Mason wow. Merritt the Edge. Um, they all three voted for Annihilation. No, hold on. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Annihilation. I've, yeah, I've seen that from a lot of Mason people. Mason definitely voted for Rattle and Hum. <laughs> Don't lie to me. Yeah, he's like, well, favorite of all time, Rattle and Hum, but for this year, Annihilation. Right. Yeah, and then, yeah, I find Annihilation incredibly forgettable. Like I didn't, Same. I thought that I was going to think about that one a lot when I walked out of the theater. And pretty much the minute we did our episode, I was like, okay, I'm done. I yeah. don't have any more brain space for that. I, I don't really care. Felt the same way going in. Didn't anticipate it. Uh, really ended up enjoying it. And I think that final sequence is one of my favorites of the year. There's been mm. a lot of good ones though, man. Yeah, so it's, it's tough. But um, I would put that one as a dark horse for, like, an honorable mention on my list, maybe, or something. If mm-hmm. I watch it again yeah. and really enjoy it a second time. But uh, I can see that. I can see that for a few of the VIPs. Uh, Amy says it was so great. It's got two of my favorite sequences, the bear and the mirror clone dance at the end. Found it really rewatchable. And uh, Jessica says it's her the top of her list at the moment. So yeah. still TBD nice. on final lists but uh, mm-hmm. a few others I want to mention here that are favorites of the VIPs um, Rye says hard to beat a quiet place based on originality alone I agree with yeah. that absolutely uh, Garrett says I voted Infinity War but it has an unfair advantage of 10 years worth of groundwork and that groundwork totally could have gone sideways but they somehow pulled it off I totally agree with that and um, that's why I included it in the list of initials and Justin has a final write in vote of Deadpool two, yeah, 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 that should have, that that could have been included. That was that's probably my top five for the year for sure. Yes, for sure. Yeah, that one is very rewatchable too. Yeah, um, that's gonna play great on yeah. in home viewings for sure. Just rewatched Infinity War, man, and mm-hmm, God, same here. First time since the theater, and I really enjoyed it a second time. Yeah, it's gonna be a very, might be a top quality. ten of the year for sure. High for quality, yeah. loved it. All yeah, right, it's well, been a good year, man. There's only been a couple years, a couple movies that so far that have stuck out as like the genuinely that's a bad movie that I've seen. So that's yeah, that's pretty good. We get through eight months, and you've only got 
two or three real legitimate stinkers that we've seen or that I've seen anyway. That's that's pretty good. That's not too bad. Yeah, Hollywood seems to have mastered the passable bad movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure. Like instead yeah. of the horrifically offensively bad, so bad it's good movie, it's just like mm-hmm. the they, – they know how to write a B really well, you know? <laughs> sure. Great yeah. B-minus movies, a lot of them. Um, but speaking of that, we want to say goodbye to the summer – uh, before we move on and uh, talk to Meg, and we'll guess we'll recap our draft. By the way, I just want to say retroactively, should have taken Crazy Rich Asians this week yeah. instead of Slender Man. If I had yeah, known Slender Man was coming out the same week as the Meg, I wouldn't have wouldn't have gone there. Same yeah. audience, but yeah, Crazy Rich Asians is going to pull. We're going to do that next week, I think, too. By the way, for our episode, if you uh, if you're looking forward to that, we've got some got a guest lined up i think so be ready for that you yeah you want to you want to do recap you want to do a recap of summer movie draft yep. here what, I what am i going to be doing a solo ep on is it going to be uh so let's uh if you if you don't know what we're talking about you can go back to uh very beginning of april or middle middle april we did we did the second year in a row we've done this draft where we uh pick we go through the the three of us go through the summer movies we draft them like in a fantasy football draft snake order um, we got five movies each, and then uh, this we get scores based on their the gross that they pull at the box office worldwide minus budget, and then uh, divided by the Rotten Tomato score or the Rotten Tomato score away from a hundred. So uh, Richard's been leading the pack this entire summer. He he's yeah. pulled away from from you and I, Kent. Kent, I was trailing you big time throughout. Uh, I was really putting all my hopes in a big fourth quarter comeback. So. Richard Richard definitely crushed us. Richard with Incredibles 2, Deadpool 2, Skyscraper, The Meg, and uh, and First Purge has come away with a, a very nice 169.63 points. Nice. Super so nice. nice. And, you, kept uh, it at, and, you kept it there for, like, you didn't round up purpose. for a reason, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, nice. Nice, nice math there, dude. <laughs> nice. Sweet math. Uh, so, and that'll go up a little bit. If not, nah, it's fine. Leave me. it as is. Nah, leave it as is, please. If you don't mind. Right where it sits is fine. Right. I just want to so, walk off with we'll, that. We'll, we may just we just end the game there, but because uh, the Meg just just came out, so nah, it's cool. Uh, it's fine. So that point total is not reachable by you or I, Kent. Kent, you had the first pick in the draft. You had Avengers: Infinity War. You had Solo, which really hurt you. You had oh. that, I, which I can't blame you for at all, but that. Oof, that was a tough one. Uh, you had Ant-Man and the Wasp. You had Hotel Transylvania 3. And then the big, I think the big misstep for you, Kinto, was, mm-hmm. was Slender Man with the last pick in if your draft. Uh, mm-hmm. last yep. Or first pick of the fifth round, Slender Man. Slender Man this week debuted to a worldwide gross of $13 million on a budget of $10 million. Hey! 12%, 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. So <laughs> it, it is currently worth to you Point zero three four points. Hey, um, it's tough. It's a tough. Hey, at least it got released. Yeah, that's positive. Yeah, <laughs> at least it got really exactly. So you finished at hundred. You're at one hundred and thirty one points, Kent. Um, that's not good. Again, I've been trailing the whole thing. I thought for sure this was the. I'm was going to end up doing a ga- a Gotti solo <laughs> podcast. We were so excited for Gotti or <laughs> Battlefield Earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I had Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, which disappointed horribly i had mission impossible 6 oceans 8 mamma mia 2 and hereditary thanks to the incredible pull of mission impossible 6 i pulled in 91 and a half points i now sit at 138 points ken so i'm, I'm seven up on you i don't think there's any way you can catch me short of nope. a whole bunch of terrible reviews coming in on mi6 so uh i think I think you're. I think you're gonna lose this one, Kent. I'm sorry to say. Like two I said, oh, dude, you're hard, over two in movies. Man, games. it's it's easy to win when you create the algorithm. I'll <laughs> <laughs> say. I like it. You're just gonna go straight, dude, straight good, that route. I like it. Good angle. For I you, honestly Kent. didn't know. Like, <laughs> I honestly go all for gross, like money. Uh-huh, like that's yeah. why I went with uh, Hotel Transylvania three. Yeah, I might just try to go for the good movies next year not even think about that and just hope that the good movies it, make money because i'm thinking it, about like what's gonna make money more than sure what's gonna be that's good. cool i'm excited for that to lose for you next year dude you're <laughs> over two <laughs> it's, 
so mean. I'm excited. I'm, gracious, but I'm excited Richard for Dwyer, Pixar so. to somehow. I'm excited for whatever Pixar movie you pick to gross twelve dollars next summer. <laughs> it's the good. You're a loser, too, dude. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, it's tough. Um, in hindsight, I probably would have picked the same thing. Um, minus Slenderman. No, yes, probably, I, I mean minus that, one, but that was yeah. the fifth pick. That really wasn't like. Yeah. I probably yeah. still would have picked Avengers and Star Wars. I mean. Yeah. No, I think I, you did. I don't. I, yeah, you did. Star Wars you is just. Fine. No one understands so, that. Yeah. No one, Solo's, no one on Solo's earth understands worldwide that. Worldwide box office. Well, there was hit. some weird stuff with the with, with the production the, and all that. Production, but. yeah. But but you're right. It's still a Star Wars movie, and it's still a Ron Howard movie, and all that. So, yeah. all right. But now we get to we get down to brass tacks, boys. Ken has to do a solo app. No pun intended. A very fitting solo <laughs> episode on something and we got to figure out what so Ken, uh, brian and i will figure out some stuff and then dear vip you guys get first dibs on stuff to choose and then we'll bring it on down to the regular listener is that how this works yeah sure sure you want to start suggesting stuff you're welcome to it's richard is the ultimate judge here you win that's your prize you get to make uh the loser mm. do a solo podcast of the movie of your choice i think last year we let people vote solo or with jake kemp because oh, i can't no. decide <laughs> It won't come out until April nineteenth of two thousand nineteen. Yeah, I'll put it anyway, out the, so. the night before we do. The it's going to come out drive. literally yeah. forty five milliseconds before the All next right. summer movie. Drive, tradition, so. unlike any other. Yeah, but I have a. I, you're right, Kent. But I have a. As the winner, I feel like I can contribute this because I feel like it's not weird for me. I think we do a twenty nineteen movie draft, and I think we do it in like we do the draft in like January, because these early blockbusters just screw us. Sure. There's so much stuff that comes out in March now that is like oftentimes a top five movie of the summer, and no one gets to claim it, claim credit for it. And I think that uh, we should do the movie draft, and we should do it from like February through December or something. I don't know, listeners, you sure. decide. Yeah, can do that. Can add March for sure. Yeah, no worries. That means Kent, you have less time to do your solo episode on uh, a little less time to prep. The, on get, it's get you and Daniel, it's you right. and Daniel Snyder, and you're talking about the Colorado Avalanche for an hour. That's tough. Are, That's are tough you in, thing. bro? I'm in. Well, what should we have Kent do? This is t- it's so. It's Brian was so easy. It was just gaudy, <laughs> Battlefield Earth. We could have put a g- together an easy four. But Kent, you did Grown Ups two last year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Brian won, and this year it's up to me. But I, I don't really have anything good for you. I think I think the listener is going to have to come through clutch here. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, oh man, there's so much. I mean, this is. I mean, honestly, two years in a row, bro. I mean, you might have to do a double episode. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I think I'm just saying. Says like, the guy who. <laughs> Who won? Has, has, yeah, it is. yeah. Says who has the guy who won? Says the guy who hasn't uh, lost two years in a row, right? Right. You're right. Otherwise known as a winner, but sure, use whatever ver- verbiage you want to use. But you're right. I think a nice double, you know, two, three, four hour episode on <laughs> solo with the movie of your choice is. Gosh, a, four, a four hour solo episode. That's just not happening. Oh man, sounds terrible. Yeah, that sounds dude. terrible. I just, I just want to make it, just point Channel out. Channel your I was inner very, Norm I was very gracious be, in my winning. It's gonna be fifteen year, minutes, so. and it's gonna be just enough to qualify as an episode, <laughs> and it's gonna I show up twenty five seconds gonna... before the next summer movie draft, and that's it's nothing in the Gattaca... contract that says that that can't be the way it goes down. Um, I think that's I'm perfectly gonna go fair to early parties. as an early. I just want to be okay. I just want to give the listeners advice because I don't have anything here, and I, as Brian said, I get to choose. Really bad is actually kind of easy to do when you're by yourself because you can just crap on it for for x amount of minutes. So what we want here is we want excessively mediocre. I want to give you that advice. The more mediocre the movie. The harder it is for Kent to fill. <laughs> Definitely want to make this minutes. as hard for me as possible. Yeah, that's, absolutely, dude. That's just, <laughs> Come no. on, that's the whole point. So I want—I mean, just think of the most mediocre movie you can think of, um, and some bad movie recommends as well. And then we'll put four of them together, and we'll let the Vipers vote on them. Vipers like get it. the Vipers of the Senate, <laughs> and uh, the non-Viper listeners and me—we're going to be the Congress. We're going to pitch the legislation. And we'll let the Vipers vote on it. Does that sound good? 
All right. Well, I guess we'll find in nine months what that movie's going to be, <laughs> and we'll keep you updated. But um, looking forward to that one. Okay. Uh, let's welcome in our guest yeah. and talk about the Meg. This is Naval Captain Jonas Taylor, and this is a song about a megalodon. If you're swimming in the ocean, I will track you down. Yeah, megalodon, yeah, megalodon. I got nothing else to lose, so come and take a chomp. Yeah, megalodon, yeah, megalodon, yeah. Thought it was extinct, he's had a resurrection. We're talking to Meg, and we're joined by our friend Taylor, our VIP friend from Dallas. Actually, Viper, yeah, he's uh, a local Plex Viper. Life. How you enjoying the ignition over there in the VIP, Taylor? Oh, it's incredible! It's 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 it hot years. and fresh out the kitchen, yeah, <laughs> and nonstop. That's yeah, what's nonstop. Most I can tell well, you this: Mama's rolling that body. Yeah, she is. In here wishing. <laughs> She's sipping on Coke and and rum, or just both, Coke? Both of them. Okay, good. Both of them, man. Um. Taylor's the joining us. Navigator is popping right now. I just want to let you guys know. <laughs> the uh, Taylor's joining us uh, to talk all things the Meg. But before we do that, we're going to get a little bit of his movie taste. Um, mm-hmm. Taylor, what did you think of Now You See Me? First of all, uh, I don't remember what I thought of Now You See Me. Does that count? <laughs> So it was so bad. Let me so so bad that you forgot it and and completely erased it. I remember seeing it four or five years ago, and I remember nothing about that movie except for how ridiculous the security question things were. They asked him on the airplane to figure out what his passcode was. Yeah. Oh Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's legitimately all I remember. I think there's a good chance that Taylor was implanted with some kind of GPS device from his now you see screening. Just. Just putting it out there. He doesn't remember anything. Yeah. Just Classic saying. Men in Black saying. We, scenario. We may not be able to trust him. He may be part of the eye. Just exactly. throw that out there. He looked too close. Um, well, <laughs> that's cool, Taylor. Um, well, what's your favorite movie of all time, then? Uh, it's going to be a tie between Jaws and Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, nice. That's a new one. Here. Good call. Good call. From us. Yeah. Nice. Hey, I've, nice. Got, I've got one more question okay. for Taylor here. We're going to do... Every time we have a guest on, we're gonna do a new bit where you have a, a random generator question. Okay, so this is this is your this is your random question. I'm gonna spin the wheel awesome. here. Okay, so it's just gonna. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come oh, on. Okay, okay, it's a good one. It's umbrella, good one. umbrella question. <laughs> Taylor, if you can eliminate Look one right. movie from existence. What movie would it be? Doesn't have to be the worst movie you've ever seen. Just one movie that maybe you hate, or for some specific reason, I gotta get this movie out of the cold. Nobody remembers it. It's just gone. What's that movie? Oh my gosh! Can I say the first Nicholas Sparks movie? So the rest. Oh, of yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Like something that the first of a franchise that you could eliminate. That <laughs> yeah. Franchise. Like what first Twilight the movie. First Nicholas Sparks movie was take that out. The, no- okay. the Notebook. Is that it? Sure, whatever. Uh, yeah, they're all you know. They're all the same. So. I think. Yeah, I, I don't think it's Notebook. I think it's Walk to Remember. Walk to Remember. Yeah, I think that there was the is. first uh, one. Oh, the Mandy yeah. Moore movie. Well, maybe that would change my answer. So Walk to Remember, Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to lose Mandy Moore. I don't know. I I don't know. It sounds there's like no a, way to. The best part yeah. is there's no way to know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I only know. watch Shane West it's property movies, so. Yeah. I I definitely know. No. Um, Not about Shane. Is, I only yeah. watch, and everyone that knows me and follows me on social media knows because my other podcast, uh, Once and Again cast, that I only watch Shane West. <laughs> so I'm yeah. a big Once and Again head. <laughs> well, I'm just going to let that slide. That don't understand how obscure that poll was for me. You don't need to listen to our show. That was a strong RB4 poll right there. Once again, Celia Ward. Shane West. And I'm not Googling right now, by the way. This is all off the dome. Brian respects it right now. So much. I'm giving you a fist bump in my mind. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Time for the Meg. Um, The Meg. This is an interesting one because uh, I didn't know what to expect here. I knew what I wanted this to be, but I didn't know what it was going to be. 
just in terms of general thoughts, uh, this was marketed in the States at least as a, I don't know, end of summer, uh, Sharknado-esque fun time at the theater. It's going to be Jason Statham plus Giant Shark, right? And Beach. And that's really all you need to know. Plus the guy from The Office who everybody, (laughs) (laughs) everyone, every millennial recognizes, right? Um, Noted so, action yeah. star Rain Wilson. Yeah. Yes, of course. Uh, so, in terms of that, I was hoping this was just extremely campy um, summer fun, and for the most part, it was. But I would say it was probably thirty percent less campy fun than I wanted it to be, and um, there was some okay fun moments. But I would say overall, I was pretty disappointed in in this movie, um, took itself a little bit too seriously. Um, I was confused by the plotting and definitely (laughs) a little bit misled by the ad campaigns. (laughs) And I think a lot of people were probably, but, um, Hey, I understand that this is a business and uh, they're just trying to sell me a ticket and they definitely accomplished that. Thanks to me not having the movie pass thing anymore. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) yeah, so overall I was pretty disappointed with this. Well, what about you guys? <laughs> it's <laughs> it's hard to say I was disappointed because I didn't really expect too much. I look, I had a lot of fun with this movie. It's insane and stupid and uh, and over the top, but I wish it was more of that. I really think that's that what I mean. Is yeah, my, yeah. I think that's my biggest issue is I don't care about the plotting, and uh, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot left to be desired by. Most of the non-Jason Statham cast, cast, but uh, um, you know that's stuff that you can kind of. I don't really care. You need to get by that. I I just think I needed it to lean in a little bit more to what it is because what it is is. I mean, we're all here to see Jason Statham say it's a megalodon and then fight a ninety-foot shark. Like that's why we're here. We're not here for touching father-daughter moments and. Like I don't know, weird close-ups with the camera. That's a, that was a strange yeah. choice. Um, it's we're here just to see the insanity. So I, I I wish that it would have gone a little heavier on that front. It would have been easier to walk out of this and be like, gosh, that was fun and dumb, instead of being like, it was fun and dumb, but it could have been more of that. And that was so I don't know if disappointment is the right word, but it 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 seems like. It just seems like there's a lot left on the table of the over-the-topness that we could have really, really leaned into. Um, and later, I, I don't know. I think, I think you, for me, I could put a lot of that at the feet of, of John Turtletop, who's just maybe doesn't know what he's doing at this point. Like, partic- may not be a good director to begin with, but I would have thought would have potentially been somebody who could do this well. And maybe he thought this is my moment to like regain past glory, and I'm gonna make everybody want to hire me again to make good movies. Be- That's certainly the way that he shot it. Um, <laughs> when the camera work was really, I don't know. It's it was it was strange. But hey, I went to see this at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night uh, with a couple of friends, and we had a good time seeing it. And it was um, probably about 80% of what I was expecting it to be. So I can't be too bummed out about that. But uh, but Taylor, let's 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 hear your general thoughts. You were excited about seeing this. I I believe you had said when we talked about you coming on this episode that you'd read the books. I didn't know that there were books for this, so I'm super fascinated by that. But uh, general thoughts on movie and and maybe a little touch on it's a series of books, right? Or is it just one book? Yeah. No, it's five books. Please explain. Go on. Uh, there, there are five books in this series, and the first one is all about the Meg. And then the second through fifth basically trace other Megalodons and other like prehistoric uh, ocean creatures that come up from the depths as well. But they're interlaced with, I know it sounds ridiculous, you have like half the book will, will be about the ocean creatures, and the other half is about Jonas and his wife, who actually in the books is the Asian woman. Okay, um, and they're like going up against corporate greed guys who want to capture these things and use them for entertainment and or, or for weapons or just ridiculous stuff. <laughs> okay, yeah, All right. it's I know it's crazy. Um, so I was super excited for this movie. I've been waiting for it for three and a half years when I read the first book in the series. 
Uh, and I could not have been more disappointed by what this movie was. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, man. It was, oh, it felt like they tried to make a movie for The Rock without The Rock. Sure, sure. Can uh, see that. Like, let's go. Plus, Jason Statham, so I'm confused by your logic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Could The Rock play the shark? That's my biggest question. Now that, we're that's talking. That's what would have been better. Um, <laughs> I just, when the movie was over, I remember thinking two things. Number one, why is uh, Ruby Rose a thing? I, I've never <laughs> understood. Um, she was the worst. Because Hot Topic needs, like, somebody, like, I don't think they're selling enough, like, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas merch. So the Ruby Rose line is dropping, I think. Yeah. Pretty soon. Apparently she's going to be Batgirl in TV show. I don't oh, there it. you go. Dude, to be fair, go. my wife and all of her friends super into Ruby Rose. I don't know what it is. Can't explain it, but she does have a fan base. I yeah. guess it's Orange is the New Black. Yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah. That they all. That woman coming up as Batwoman. Yeah, as well. exactly. Yep. Yeah. No, I heard Taylor said. I mean, that's. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't get it. I mean, I get it to an extent. I think she's beautiful. I mean, I get the beauty thing of it, but I just mean charisma wise, she doesn't have a whole lot. Um, oh, none. What? No, none whatsoever. Um, when you introduce her character as, "Hey, I'm the girl who designed this entire underwater facility." Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, sure you are. I buy that. Well, Denise jo- Denise Richards was Doctor Christmas Jones, bro. Oh, let's Christmas Jones, nuclear physicist. <laughs> Dr. Christmas so, Jones. Uh, my other thought was, why do we still let John Turtletop make movies? Yeah, that was maybe my biggest takeaway coming out of this. Was just like, boy, he should have known. This guy, this is a guy that's made multiple movies with Nicolas Cage, and a movie or two with John Travolta. So he he really should have known. <laughs> he really should have known what he was getting himself into here and been able to lean into that. I felt like. When are it's, we gonna get Phenomenon Two though? Is that ever happening at this point? <laughs> I mean. How many years am I going to have to John Travolta at this point? You know, he's so busy with (sighs) all these gaudy sequels he's got to do now. (laughs) Well, I wasn't too stoked with the original director choice either. It was supposed to be Eli Roth. Oh, goodness. At least that would have an aesthetic. I will say. Yeah. Like that would have gruesomely. It would have been 80% of the movie would be the the shark chewing. Right. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. He wanted it to have a $150 million budget. He wanted to write, direct and star in it. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. Okay, Eli Roth. Like, he's he's. Let's ease up a little bit. He's obnoxious, man. Yes. Well, um, Richard, do you have any general thoughts on this one? Yeah, not really. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> no, it was. You know, there's a lot of this movie that delivers exactly what I expected out of it. Uh, unlike Taylor, I did not read the books. Um, yeah. Because they were well, yeah, yeah. I. <laughs> I, uh, in my, uh, comparative literature curriculum and in, in, in university, they were not, uh, part of it. Pretty cool that now they got they pretty, pretty cool that they got Meg Ryan to do the audiobook though. So cool little tie in there. It was the Megs. Was, <laughs> yeah. No, I did. I did dig that. Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't know. Yeah, it was, it, I just thought it was a big, stupid, uh, movie and, and it, it was, Fifty percent of the time, which worked great for for me, sort of the the Fast and Furious part of my brain was, uh-huh. was titillated. Uh, when it tried to not be that was when I was literally stomping my foot, like trying to pump an invisible brake. <laughs> do you ever do that? Where you're like, let's yeah, stop. slow up here, slow up. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. We're going too fast now. Let's. You got to be in on the joke, and you don't want uh, you don't want to be too up on it. Uh, but, but sure. Yeah, it was, it was, so anyway, that's it. I did not hate this. I was not miserable the whole time, but there were large stretches of 15, 20 minute swaths where I was miserable, but the parts where I was not miserable, I was ecstatically happy. Does that make sense? Sure. And so, uh, I don't know how to grade this. This is one of the harder ones we've ever had to grade, uh, here on, on your friendly local Mad About Movies podcast. Kent, what about you, brother? Yeah, uh, just to expound on the disappointment a little bit, um, I didn't know this whole movie was going to be underwater, submersed in a sea lab for an hour and 40 minutes, and then 10 minutes of, like, beach, like, uh, Jaws-esque scenarios, Mm -hmm. right? 
That's not what I expected. I expected the opposite. I expected yeah. it to be 90%, oh, the Meg is, oh, it's at a water park. Oh, now it's like yeah. in these crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. Just I thought it was almost... set in Nebraska, honestly. I was very confused by the whole thing. <laughs> um, it, it was a little, I was a little misled and just confused by that. Uh, maybe, I mean, I feel like this was made for overseas at this point, oh, right? Yeah, uh, Jason Statham's in a fourth of the movie, maybe if that. I just there wasn't a lot of him in there. Uh, like you said, Brian, there's a father daughter relationship plot line arc that takes up a lot of the movie. Um, Taylor, is that a carryover from the book? Oh God, no. <laughs> oh, okay, I didn't know if that was like, well, you can't tell the Meg story without. <laughs> No, man, in the book, it's actually, when it opens, he's still married to the blonde woman who's in that submersible at the bottom, Lori. Mm. Oh, That's gotcha. actually his wife yeah. in the beginning, but they only give you, like, one line of dialogue in the movie to let you know it's his ex-wife. Yeah. And if you miss it, you're going to think they're just good friends who know each other. So, when does this movie take place? I had this in my notes. It's just a very weird, like, is this the future, or is this current times, but technologies? just a lot better i couldn't really tell when this takes place what is that detailed at all in the in the books uh it's supposed to be modern day modern day opens in the prehistoric and you see the meg eat a giant tyrannosaurus rex (laughs) wow why did we not get that and i that's why i wanted the movie to open that way and then it didn't happen and i was like well this is not going to be good (laughs) they already did that in jurassic world 2 this year too so I came here to see a Meg fight a Tyrannosaurus Rex, and I am angry. I like it. I like that's the yeah. <laughs> um, some awesome campy one-liners that I wrote down. One was "Where's the damn Meg," which was great, and then one was "quote that living fossil ate my friend." Unquote. <laughs> uh, so I wanted more of that though. Like yeah. I, oh, I really yeah. felt like this could have been. Dude, you gotta see this movie. But this is just like, yeah, there were some fun parts, but catch it on TNT in two years, kind of a thing, you know? Sure. Um, sure. This should have gone full Sharknado. Instead, it went Deep Blue Sea meets, I don't know, Jaws 3. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Jaws 3D. By the way, first 3D movie I've seen probably in two years was this. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Man. Remember 3D? I'll be- <laughs> well, vaguely. How'd that go? How'd the 3D work on this? You know, it was actually probably one of the better movies to see in 3D because of the underwater, because of the the base looked really cool in 3D with all the tunnels and everything. But um, overall, I'm pretty over the whole 3D thing. I wouldn't have done that if I had known it was 3D. It was just the time that uh, that worked for me uh, mm-hmm. to do that. But um but yeah, you know, I guess they're still putting out time movie pass will let you see it. I get you. I yeah. Understand. Well, no, I could literally only see um, no, uh, Slender Man. Totally... That yeah. was it. I know. I know. <laughs> it was weird because movie pass only let me see last week eighth grade in three D. That was in the 3D? only available. Wow. Yeah. Sick though, dude. Like the zits. Yeah. The yeah. Zits, they come right at you, man, and that's what was cool. <laughs> um. Okay. Tonally, um, in my notes, I put, this really felt like Krampus. Remember that movie? <laughs> felt like it had some fun parts, but it didn't go all in on the, where there were, this is a Psycho Santa movie, you know? Uh, and yeah. uh, could have been a lot funner and better, but wasn't. So that was, <laughs> this reminded me of Krampus, the summer version of Krampus. That's what this is. What do you guys have else on uh, the Meg? I'm By the way, I kept thinking about. I can't think of this without thinking of uh, Family Guy Meg. Every time I see the Meg, I just think of <laughs> "Shut up, Meg," you know, from Family Guy. <laughs> Taylor. Yeah, no, Brian? I think I yeah. think you're I think you're onto it there. That's that's maybe the big thing is is the the tonal problems and like you mentioned uh, the fast movies earlier, Richard. That and that's what this should have been is like fast movies with a shark. Um, and in fact, if, if fast nine or fast 10 wants to involve fighting a giant shark, I'm, I'm all in. I think that's a great idea. I would love it. Um, but 
the thing about the fast movies is they and we I've said this I've said this many times before, but they understand what they are and they know how to they know exactly the identity that they're that they are projecting and what they're going for minute to minute and movie to movie. And that's what it's not just movies like the Meg that need that lesson. I mean, I, I, I feel like every movie franchise really could probably use a dose of what the fast movies do as, as far as just knowing who they are and what they are and really going all in on that. Even, I don't know, even like the Marvel movies and star Wars movies at times, I think could use a, an adjustment on that front. I think, fast just nails that but especially when you get into a movie like this that should just be the dumbest over the top crazy stuff ever and it is it really is at times i thought all the stuff with statham and the shark was pretty great it was a lot of fun and you know could could just kind of lock in and cheer for the absurdity of this whole thing and every time they stepped away from that twosome it it I I'm I wasn't quite pumping my brakes, Richard, but I was I definitely was rolling my eyes and like, you know, <laughs> putting my head in my hands, which is like, please stop. I need I need every other character in this movie to stop talking. It's so every time you talk, it's just taking away from seeing Statham fight the shark. And that's what I'm here for. And I don't I just don't get how I don't know how you mess that up. That seems like such an easy thing. It sh- it feels like when you're in the pitch room and you're writing this movie and you're storyboarding storyboarding it and whatnot, every time someone's like, okay, but now we definitely are going to need, um, we're going to need these two characters in a sub down at the bottom, just waiting for Jason. So we're going to need them to really bond as people. And someone says, well, well, why, why would we need that? Because it's not the shark and it's not Jason Statham. I don't, we don't, we don't need that. Well, okay. But we all, we need a kid for sure. Right? Like we've got it. We got to dedicate at least 15 minutes of this movie to a random kid who has no business being on this, this, uh, you know, this underwater station, right? Yeah. We've got to make sure. And you're like, but no, why? Why would we want that? Nobody needs this. And and I, just I don't know. You could probably cut some budget, and you could definitely cut some runtime, and you could streamline this whole thing into an 85 minute just yeah. total blast. And that's what this should have been all around. And it would I. It's gonna get us a a franchise, and I'm kind of excited about that in a weird way. But but it I would be it's much. Got to get rid of the turtle top. If we can get yeah. rid of the turtle yeah. top. It's on. Yeah, and he, I'd imagine they paid him more than they would pay just random. Well, action the turtle top fans. doesn't just show up. Yeah, it's not your scale, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Taylor, what about you? Was there any redeeming quality in this for you? Uh, are, are we talking spoilers yet, or yeah, we can. We, yeah, oh we yeah. Get it. I mean, I'd say uh, any redeeming qualities there could have been were shattered when the movie ends with the word Finn coming on yeah. the screen. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Uh, I literally said out loud, "You got to be kidding me!" And I just immediately started to walk down the stairs. That was my favorite part of the movie. Not kidding. Oh, that was like the most self-aware. Brian's with me on this. Kent and Taylor, <laughs> you guys can be out of Brian, think- right? I don't yes, think anyone movies. got got the bit in my theater. No one laughed. It was just like, okay. I laughed hysterically. I I was like, I thought oh, it was funny, yeah. but you're right. I mean, think about this. Um, John Turtletaub or whoever wrote this movie, they're going over the screenplay, right? They're like, okay, well, what happens in this scene? He's like, all right, well, this setup, this setup, it's uh, you know, father and daughter, and they're in a room, and they're having this uh, this heartfelt conversation. Stop, stop. Nope. As, <laughs> it's, this movie should have none of that crap in it. And I hate yeah. to say that, but this should have no heartfelt anything. No <laughs> no emotion. It really shouldn't. It should be, like you said, Brian, 85 minutes of badassery and a freaking megalodon. <laughs> and the megalodon eats um, a giant squid, like happens in the movie, right? I love <laughs> right. that part. I yeah. love adding And another the, megalodon. It right. eats another megalodon. Yeah, there's a two, yeah. yeah. So... Um, I feel like if they had gone all in, I this this would have had probably a better weekend, better results, better word of mouth. Uh, people wanted this to be better than it was. People were really excited about this trailer, and um, it's sad because it's a marketable idea, and yeah, I think great marketing, marketing was great. I think it was all yeah. good, but uh, it's it's sad when some everything goes right except for what you need to go right, which is for this to sure. be a good movie at the end of the day. Um, I'll probably watch this again, though. You know, 
Um, I didn't hate this, but I just wish this had been more fun than it was. I was just bored for for a lot of it. Agreed. Agreed. Bored. There wasn't enough of the fun. The fun was mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. There should have just been. There was a quantity problem. I, yeah. I think what was, what was most frustrating to me was had they actually stuck more to the stuff that happens in the book, y'all would get everything you're talking about right now. Mm. It is way more stuff with the shark and Jonas Taylor chasing it down and trying to kill it or capture it. And the way he actually kills the shark in the book is he drives that glider into its mouth and gets out inside of it and rips its heart out with a knife. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Like, so he kills it from the inside out. And then he gets back in the glider and, like, hits turbo boost out of its mouth. It's ridiculous and was exactly what I would have loved to see Jason Statham (laughs) doing in this movie. And instead, it literally takes him, like, five seconds to kill the shark. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little anticlimactic. I kept waiting for something more to happen until all the other sharks had, you know, started tearing it apart and whatnot. I was like, is there going to be an explosion or something? I don't don't know how this is going to play. It was... It was a little strange at that point. Man, a little strange. Apparently, like, 14-year-olds seem to love this movie, though, because my theater was, like, oh, yeah. kids that age, and they applauded when the movie was over. Yeah. It did well. It did well in my theater. Um, again, Kent, you said, and you're spot on, like, the, the marketing campaign for this was great. I think that's why it, it has pulled in the money that it has and probably leads to a franchise, whether we, whether we really need that or mm-hmm. not. I don't know, but great, but great trailer, great. Uh, posters. There's a whole bunch of different posters out there. Um, the way that they've advertised it worked really well, and it it played really well with 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 my theater. I just I think, like I said, I I we've all said I just wanted more. I wanted more of that foolishness to to really for me to feel like I could I could buy in. I think the, the like the part I laughed the most at, as far as potentially un unintentional comedy, I don't know, was. <laughs> Was after they they've hooked the first one and have it up on the on the boat there, and you know what's coming. You know, mm-hmm. like the the, uh, the Icelandic guy is is like swimming around. You know he's about to get eaten and stuff. But it just killed me that like we spent all this time tracking this thing down. We know that it's you know what did they say seventy five meters long or something like that. I twenty five whatever it is. It's I yeah they said uh, said ninety said meters 20, something like that. I think they said 25 meters to anyway, regardless, but like we know what it is and you've got it up on this boat. That's not that big of a boat. So clearly this is not the same shark. And the way that they decide, Oh, this isn't the same shark is like, look at its teeth. It's got different teeth than, mm-hmm. than the one we suffer. He's like, no, it's not big enough. <laughs> like that's the main thing is that right. it's not half as big as you as you know that it is from having watched it and tracked it and then <laughs> smash this thing's up i was like yeah. i was dying i don't know if anybody else was laughing in that moment in my theater but i was cackling i just thought it was so ridiculous and absurd and more i need more of that to really uh to really buy in here's a question could this movie have gone all in on that on the camp and kept a pg-13 yes I think so too. Yeah, I've seen that sentiment expressed that you could only do it if it was R-rated. I don't. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think the violence is what we were. What we're all pining for mm. more. It's just more of the fun. Yeah, the fun and the kind of cheesiness of it. That I think you could definitely do that in a PG-13 movie without Eli Rothing it. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because they probably told themselves we didn't. We don't want to do Sharknado with a megalodon, but. At the end of the day, I think that's what people wanted. <laughs> you know? Like, if this movie yeah. had been 4% on Rotten Tomatoes, I think people would have been like, awesome, can't wait, you know? Like, when mm-hmm. it's still gone, because they wanted it to be, like, like critically bad, but so bad it's good kind of a thing. Um, and ultimately, it took itself a little too serious for me, but still had a good time in the end, really did. Really enjoyed uh, the whole theatrical experience of it all, and... And all that. Uh, another line that I wrote down was, I wanted to celebrate with you, but now I'm mourning with you. Uh, it was one of the family drama lines. So, so just, many people. It's going to be best that. screenplay. I said it was going to win best picture. It'd definitely win best screenplay. Um, Did y'all catch the, uh, the line he says, Rain Wilson says to the black guy after he falls in the water, and he's like, You can't swim? And yeah. the black guy looks at him like, Dude, seriously? There was a lot of that in here, like some kind of 
Yeah, there was some weird racial stuff that I was not a fan of. I I was like, what? And then I loved the way Rain Wilson played it off, though. He was like, no, dude, you work in the ocean and you can't swim. Yeah, Yeah, it was a it was a weird. I I felt like it. I felt like that was out of place. If there was. Yeah. If the joking on that front had been a little more a little clearer throughout, I think that would have felt that felt like a line that to me that felt like a line that got left in the script after a lot of other lines maybe that were similar got cut. Does that make sense? Like that yeah. that joke had the feel of something that should be familiar by the point we got to that to you know 80 minutes into the movie or wherever that was, but it wasn't and it felt very out of place, I think. To, it felt to me like they couldn't figure out what Rain Wilson's character was supposed to be. Oh, should have just, yeah, should have yeah. just made him Dwight. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, the first 75% you see of him, he's this really cool, rich guy who funded everything. And then the last four minutes he's on screen, they, he does a 180 for his character where it seems like he's on trying to hide stuff and I want to get right. rid of this self. And right. it just, that didn't work. Yeah, it was. I don't think there was a whole lot of thought that went into developing and understanding our characters throughout. Just, no. We understand Jason Statham, and by the way, I think I don't know. I think from now on, Jason Statham in every movie, his character name should just be Jason Statham. Mm-hmm. I think that's a thing that we should just mm-hmm. as a as a society we should decide that that's how it is. But we definitely got Jason Statham's character. Everybody else, number one. I don't know that there was a single performance in this movie outside of Jason Statham that was better than a C, but nope. number two, I also don't think they were given literally anything to work with um, by director and, and screenwriter. So there's that, you know. Wow. I was just about to say, I can't wait for a Jason Statham, the rock buddy movie. And then I remembered it's actually happening. It's happening. It's happening. Oh yeah. Yeah, it is. We willed that into existence. I think on, yeah. On the, yeah. with the podcast. So, anybody have any closing thoughts, things that stuck out with this um, before we hit grades? Six Oscars, maybe? Seven, yeah. I think? Yeah, well, it depends on the popular film Oscar. <laughs> right, right, right. Can it get both? That's Yeah, I mean, that's the question. But, yeah, somewhere between six and nine. We'll see. We'll see. Super nice amount. Okay, I'm going to go grade this one. In terms of what I wanted it to be and what it was, I'm gonna give this one a uh, B minus. What about you guys? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a just a straight C. A, an enjoyable, C. an enjoyable C grade, but but a, but a, I just more need more need more yeah. of that. Uh, RB, what about you? I'm going to go first time ever on the show for many of us. I'm going to go with a C++. <laughs> the best C++ I can give. Taylor, what about you? Uh, I'm going to give it a D. I like that. We're all spread out a across D. the board. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, the Meg is playing now, and I'm sure we'll talk Meg 2 sometime <laughs> in the near future, for sure, I would think. Okay. Well, Taylor, stay on the line and join us now for Weekly Recommends. Oh, yeah. Weekly Recommends. All right. Go ahead, uh, guest Taylor, with your recommend. All right, man. Well, I've got uh, two short ones because I couldn't pick between them. Uh, First is a book called Disney Wars, and it is about the Michael Eisner years at Disney. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, that's a good book. Yeah, definitely one of the more fascinating corporate company history books I've ever read because I'm kind of addicted to those. Uh, I think it would make an incredible like Netflix miniseries to do because mm. um, then you're pulling you know Pixar into the fray there and you're pulling DreamWorks into it at times and the guy just lived to apparently stab other people in the back and get what he wanted. So it would make a great... If you did it in the style of like Better Call Saul or something like that, it'd be fantastic. Nice. Uh, number two, uh, is actually a YouTube channel based out of here in DFW as well called Dude Perfect. Yeah. Um, that is a fun YouTube hole to go down if y'all have never explored any of those. Uh, my roommate and I actually found them one night and right as we found them, uh, we started to watch them and his girlfriend was like, I'm going to go lay down. 
and three hours later he went to go to sleep and he walked back out and said he'd forgotten she was there because we got so engrossed in the dude perfect videos so nice definitely check those out word word bro word dude <laughs> perfect man perfect segue right. professional radio yeah. dude, perfect all right um brian what's your recommend man can't i am gonna go i don't want to steal this from you so can't you give me yours first i don't want to i don't want to take i got a couple i don't want to take steal one this. from you all right yeah, well um Obviously, American Pickers. Like, duh. <laughs> you can have it if you want. I mean. It's like your personal brand of yeah. joke. I love it. I love it. At least once a week. I really am least. recommending American Pickers. American Pickers. So, yeah, you can go ahead and recommend whatever you think I was going to recommend. Cool. I, I'm going to go. Can't, this is your, your yearly recommend, but it's yeah. Hard Knocks, man. It's Hard Knocks time. That's the – I'm – oh, man. I, this is uh, – I don't know what season of this it is at this point. Probably like thirty. I have no clue anymore. But number one, the Browns, because yeah, the biggest train wreck in all of sports. Gosh, I uh, so went to dinner tonight, and the guy wore a Browns hat. By the way, oh, what a what a sad, what a poor person. It, feel- no, it gets worse. I go, oh, you Browns fan? You from Cleveland? He goes, no, nah, I'm just a big Jarvis Landry guy. And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> that's not a normal thing. <laughs> not normal at all. Uh, yeah, two episodes in. I don't know if you guys have watched yet, but my gosh. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like they – Hey, I mean, again, this is however many seasons. So they, they so know what they're doing. It's, it's just perfect the way they've set this thing up. And the Browns are the exact opposite of Hard Knocks. It's just like they have they – still, they still have no clue what they're doing. And it's amazing and hilarious to watch. The opener on episode two that just came out last night is, I think, maybe the best moment in the history of Hard Knocks. It's just, it is so cold-blooded by Hard Knocks executives and and, uh, producers. It's it's incredible. It's been two episodes in, might be my favorite season so far. Wow. It's so so good. You know what's funny? It's still my favorite Hard Knocks is the first season, that Baltimore Ravens post-Super Bowl year. Yeah. Because there's so – you had Ray Lewis and you had Brian Billick, and there was just so many – Todd Heap was a rookie Mm -hmm. on that team. So many fun personalities, Todd Heap not being one of them. But uh, (laughs) that was still my favorite Hard Knocks year ever. That's what got me hooked. That was probably somewhere in there. I randomly had HBO back then for like, you know, two months on some kind of – we mm. changed cable services, so they threw it at you for a few months, and it was like the best I remember. Man, I can't wait for you guys to catch up. It's yeah, be caught up so soon. Good. So good, so good. So that's my recommend: Hard Knocks, Cleveland Browns, HBO. Cool. My recommends American Pickers, Sweet. History Channel. Boom. Uh, times there. That's it. People, guys, picking antiques. Pickers. The end. That's fine. Like what it. about you, uh, RB? Mine's uh, God Save Texas. It's a book about Lawrence Wright. It's a great book about Texas, and uh, I'm not a big, you know, I'm I I grew up here, but I've never really considered myself a true Texan uh, because my family's not from here. But this was a book that really got me into Texas culture and Texas history and where Texas is going, and it's kind of a unique state. And Lawrence Wright is an incredible writer. I mean, he wrote uh, he wrote the uh, Going Clear, which is the Scientology book that the documentary was based on. He wrote. Uh, uh, he wrote. I'm looking at it here now. Gosh, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, oh, the looming. I couldn't even find it. The looming tower, which is what the the Hulu series is based off of, about Al Qaeda and 9/11. I mean, he's a really, really substantial and great journalist, and he's also a Texan. And he wrote this book about Texas called uh, God Save Texas, which I think you would all enjoy, especially Brian. That's very Brian. Yeah, it's on my list. I yeah. like you. The laudable Q. Awesome. Good stuff. As always, um, you can find our show at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. If you want more episodes, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or the podcast platform of your choice. Leave us a review, too, if you haven't. Leave us a nice review. Leave us a review, subscribe, tell your friends, and that helps uh, keep the show going. Taylor's a lovely, awesome VIP. Taylor. Yeah, you are, man. Thank you for joining (laughs) us. Thank you, guys. Part of of what you get um, at a certain tier is to join us on an episode. So um, if you want more details on that, madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. I think uh, y'all are talking Zorro, Mask of Zorro, this week, uh, recapping that um, as well. So check that out. 
in, in honor of its 20 year anniversary. Awesome. Amazing. Well, until next time, uh, Brian, where can we find you on the interwebs? You can find me on the Twitter at BGUILT12. You can find my writing, including a very stupid Jason Statham piece that I published today at uh, Uh Richard, where can we find you? You can find me on all social media at Mad About, or pardon me, at Richard Barden. You can find me on the Mad About Movies podcast newsletter, which will be out imminently uh, in the next few hours, maybe even. Uh, Taylor, do you have social media you would like to share? Uh, not man, I'm off the grid. Oh, uh, unless like, my Zanga account is still active. And it is. It is. They sell. Uh, they sell those to black yeah, milk so, corporations. Yeah, yeah, you should edit that quickly. Is what yeah. I'm on. You know. Yeah. Well, look up uh, Zanga.com/sweetwhiteafro, and you might. Oh find man, <laughs> I'm in Taylor. Kent, where can I find you online? Online at Kent Garrison on Twitter. We're mad about movies on Twitter as well. Follow us for a good time. Um. <laughs> what i write in most of the yeah uh, we do in the bathrooms that I yeah. Vision, yeah um all right until next week we'll be talking a movie and we'll figure that out at some point sure maybe. will yeah yeah that's what we do here um arguably uh until then we'll see you at the cinema bye goodbye hey baby i hear the blues are calling tossed salads and scrambled eggs and maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegs. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya-ya. Tossed salads and scrambled eggs.